This is David Burns. And this is Scott Hoffman. From the Film By Podcast. And you are listening to the Surely You Can't Be Serious Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast special edition, Five Minutes of Fire. We are here talking about the lyrics of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. We're covering only five minutes at a time, which is about the length of the song, so it works out kind of nicely. So please join us as we dive into some new lyrics today. All right, guys, so here are the topics that we're going to be covering today. Kennedy. Chubby Checker. Psycho. Belgians in the Congo. Kennedy. Chubby Checker. Okay, D, tell me about Kennedy. Who's this guy? Okay, uh, his name was John. Yeah. People called him Jack. Okay. Kennedy was born to a prominent family in Brookline, Massachusetts. He graduated from Harvard University in 1940, joined the U.S. Naval Reserve the following year during World War II. His survival following the sinking of PT-109 and his rescue of his fellow sailors made him a war hero, earned him the Navy and Marine Corps Medal, but left him with serious lifelong injuries. He was briefly a journalist, and then he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives from 1947 to 1953. After that, he was elected to the U.S. Senate and served as the junior senator from Massachusetts from 1953 to 1960. While he was in the Senate, he published his book called Profiles in Courage, which won a Pulitzer Prize. And then in 1960, he ran for president. This was the first time in U.S. history that the debates between presidential candidates were televised. Kennedy was young, handsome, and well-groomed. The, what all believed to be heir apparent, Richard Nixon, who had been the vice president under Dwight D. Eisenhower, was unshaven and didn't do anything to make himself look better and is not the most good-looking guy to begin with. And it was probably that that turned the tide for Kennedy. He was ultimately elected president in 1960 and lived happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling we'll get to the rest of the story here in a verse or two. I feel so, yes. All right, Chubby Checker. Okay, Chubby Checker was born Ernest Evans in 1941 in Spring Gully, South Carolina. But he actually grew up in Philadelphia, sang on a street corner quartet. He entertained his classmates by imitating other performers like Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis, and Fats Domino. I kind of feel like this is an early version of Weird Al. He recorded a novelty song as a music school teacher with an unruly class of musical performers. The song allowed him to imitate Elvis, the Coasters, Cozy Cole, and your favorite, the Chipmunks. <laughs> Based on the success of the class, he signed a record deal, and then in 1960, he introduced the song, The Twist. Come on, baby. The song hit number one in 1960, and then again in 1961, it became a signature song. The Twist also hit number 16 again in 1988 with a version with the fat boys. I remember that very well. <laughs> and he's been doing other stuff. Other songs include The Fly, Dance, The Mess Around, Pony Time. He actually hit number one in 2008 with a Billboard dance chart song called Knock Down the Walls. Okay, D, tell me about Psycho. <laughs> Okay, guys, if you want to hear the full story on Psycho, you need to go check out the episode that we did with the 30-something movie guys where we covered Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, and M. Psycho was a thriller movie directed by famed Alfred Hitchcock. 
used his TV film crew to film this movie because the studios weren't interested in doing it. The book had just come out a little bit before and was based somewhat on the life of Ed Gein, notorious murderer. It involves Janet Lee, who steals some money from work, leaves town, gets a room at the Bates Motel. A shy man named Norman Bates runs the hotel and ultimately, Janet Lee is murdered. The most memorable scene is when the character is stabbed to death while taking a shower. By the end, you realize that the murderer is Mr. Norman Bates himself, dressed up as his own mother, and he is the psycho. All right, tell me about Belgians in the Congo. Okay, this is really hard to keep this tight. There's so much going on in this one. Yeah. Okay, the Belgian Congo is a country that had diamonds and uranium. So in 1959, rioting broke out because they wanted independence from Belgium. So on July 14th, 1960, in Africa, the Belgian Congo received its independence in what we later be called Zaire. It became known as the Republic of the Congo, but they really had no plan for its independence. So when Belgium turned it over to the Congolese people, the Belgians didn't really leave. And they stayed in charge of the army. Well, guess what? All the African officers rejected that idea, and there was a mutiny against their white officer superiors. It devolved into mass chaos. The UN actually had to get involved. They send in UN troops. You had factions breaking off in different areas, fighting each other. It was mass chaos. Luckily, the U.S. was there to uh, put in a dictator uh, by the CIA. <laughs> terrible situation. I really feel like Stuart Copeland's dad is involved somehow in this whole thing. <laughs> he might be, right? 100,000 deaths, an absolute bloodbath. Okay, guys, that does it for today's episode. Join us next time for 5 Minutes of Fire. Hey, check it out. There's a brand new podcast on the way exploring the discographies of the Beatles and the Beach Boys. It's called Apples and Oranges, and it launches on February 7th. We will be matching albums against each other in a 1v1 format, discussing every single track and then giving our verdict on which album is better. Pet Sounds versus Revolver, Sergeant Pepper versus Smile. Wouldn't it be nice if most people knew how well the Beach Boys actually held up against the Fab Four? Both bands inspired each other to keep pushing the boundaries of what was possible in pop music here, there, and everywhere. And what we got were some of the greatest albums of all time. All Summer Long versus A Hard Day's Night. Rubber Soul versus The Beach Boys Today. So let's come together for some fun, fun, fun. And help me, Rhonda, get this podcast off the ground. And we'll sure appreciate you being around on February 7th, wherever you find your podcast. That's Apples and Oranges, February 7th.